Well, I hope you feel welcome. <laughs> I want to give praise and honor to our pastors, Pastor Corn and Pastor Misty. Thank God for them, because without them, there would be no Harvest Church. I thank God for my wife, Nicole, my kids. Thank God for my, my daughter, my sons. Uh, let me tell you something. My oldest son said, Dad, life be lifing. And that may sound like broken English, but let me tell you something. Life be lifing. But let me tell you something about our God. He can help you when life be lifing. So when y'all leave here tonight, I want you to leave here feeling encouraged and really leave here with a change and renewed mind. Amen? All right. Thank y'all, man. Y'all, whoo, feel it. So tonight, I'm going to talk about something that we all can relate to. But first, before I even start, go to 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 21. 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting with verse 18. Y'all got it? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting with verse 18. It says, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it's the very power of God. And the scriptures say, check this out. I would destroy the wisdom of the wise and discards the intelligence of the intelligent, the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this lead the philosophers, the scholars, the, real, the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. <clears throat> Verse 21, this is what I want you to see. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world will never know him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. So I wanted, to read, I wanted to read that before I even start my message. Why? Because if you try to receive this word that I'm going to preach tonight with human wisdom, it will not make sense. When you hear the word of God, it does not make sense. But in the word, in 21, it says, God saw to it that the world will never know him through human wisdom. That's the problem. We are trying to analyze God who's bigger than us, who made us. So now we try, we get our degrees and we think we know everything. If you go with your human knowledge, you will not understand this word. Amen. All right. Let me go with my scriptures now. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about healing tonight. So what is healing? According to Webster, it says the act or process of curing or restoring to health. The process of getting well. Talk about healing. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> starting with verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, starting with verse 1. <clears throat> it says, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Then Jesus reached out 
and touched him. And Jesus said, I am willing. My message today is God's will to heal. Is God's will to heal. <clears throat> now you may say, well, Kurt, I've been struggling all, I mean, for a long time with different things. His will is to heal. Now, now, now I told you before I started, if you go through human wisdom, that does not sound right to you. Because I have seen where you believe for healing and it seems like you're getting sicker. Yeah, I said sicker. S-I-C-K-A. Yeah, sicker. Uh, it seems like, hold the mic. My wife said, hold the mic. Y'all know I move around, so hold the mic. Okay. So <clears throat> what I'm saying, you cannot receive this with human wisdom. This thing is you walk by faith and not by sight. Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's hard to believe somebody walk on water. You go to the Jamestown pool and see if you can walk on water and see what happens. You're going to drown probably or you're going to fall. But if, you, but if you're thinking about the spiritual side, Jesus, he, he did it. But do you believe that? It's, it's, it's amazing to me how we can have a recipe that goes down from generation to generation. We never knew who probably started the recipe, but we believe that recipe because it was passed down from generation to generation. How come we don't believe the Bible because it's been passed down from generation to generation? We believe our great-great-grandmother's recipe and everything that it had in it. Well, guess what? The Word of God got a lot of good stuff in it, but we don't believe that. That was for free. <clears throat> so it says, verse 3 said, I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. I'm talking about the will to heal. Go to Matthew chapter 8, starting with verse 5. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in the bed paralyzed with terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come to heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come in my home. Just say the word. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you may not can make it to a destination, but if you just say the word, but you have to believe it. You got to believe that what we say when we pray, it will be set out to accomplish what we pray. You got to believe that. Now, I can't believe for you. And now I told you before, if you go by human wisdom, it doesn't sound right. But I believe, I believe this. If somebody is sick in another town, that if I touch and agree on the phone, I believe that that word can go through the phone. If they, if they can be healed by the shadow, I believe that the word can go through the phone and something can happen. Do you believe that? The healing. Verse 7 said, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. 8 said, but the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to come in my home. Jesus said, where the word whence you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers and have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go or come, and they come. 
And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do that. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who was falling, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. I tell you this, the, uh, the many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east to the west. And then it said, though, I'm dropping down. Verse 13 said, then Jesus said to the Roman over, go back home because you believe it has happened and the young servant was healed the same hour. I saw somebody uh, said that they had a, um, y'all can write this down if you want to. They seen a word in the spirit, believe. Y'all, if y'all want to write believe down, you can. Believe. Y'all know how to spell believe, right? B-E-L-I-E-V-E. -E. And he said the Lord showed them the word believe. Then he broke it down and says, because Emmanuel lives, I expect victory every time. Because Emmanuel live, I expect victory every time. Believe. You don't have nothing to lose by believing your situation is going to get better. You ain't got nothing to lose. You ain't got nothing to lose by when you're on your sick bed. You can touch yourself and say, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And you may be getting sick continue to get sick, but you got to believe it is done according to your faith. See, I remember we were standing, it was um, one of our members at a, a previous church I was at, we were standing in faith for them. Mike. Okay, Nicole, thank you. We was, um, <laughs> and she just said, the little eyes turned big, Mike. Uh, she was, we was believing for her healing. And we prayed, we prayed, and we prayed. And she still ended up passing. And man, that was tough. Because I said, we believe for her healing. But we came to find out she stopped taking her medicine that she was supposed to be on and didn't really, I mean, you got, listen, you got to be careful if you're on medicine and stuff. If the Lord ain't tell you, you can still take your medicine and believe for your healing. Why are you taking your medicine? And so we found that out after the fact. And then sometimes I've seen where I believe for people healing, but they saying, Lord, I'm ready to go. And so we got two different wheels. I'm believing they stay, and they believe they want to go. So don't get down on yourself when you see somebody pass on, because you don't know if they praying like, I'm ready to go. But God will is still to heal. If he ain't changed, if we say he's the same today and yesterday and forever, if he's the same, that means if he's healing then, he's healing now. Amen? <clears throat> Go to Mark chapter 3, uh, verse 1. Mark chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed his man, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, do the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath? Or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save a life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't even answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deep and saddened by their hard hearts. Then Jesus said to the man, 
hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand. Now let me say this. If you believe in for healing, you got to do something. The man, he said, hold out your hand. The man held out his hand. It was another guy who Jesus said, get up and walk. Listen, you got to do something in your healing. God, we already healed, but you got to do something. So he said, you know, the man held out his hand and it was restored. At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot to kill Jesus. Now, now check that out. Jesus said, Ray, put your hand out. And the man was healed. But if that man would have been in his flesh and thinking, oh man, he can't heal me. With human wisdom, would it have happened? Don't know. Because God is sorry. I'm so glad he's not like people. Because God, let, let me say this. God can take people who the doctors discounted and give up on them. And it's not the final say. Reverend Judy, you remember I sent that with a, with a pastor in North Carolina. They pronounced them dead. They went on and started talking about funeral arrangements. But then the guy woke up. You ain't not going to tell me that my God is not the great physician. Now, I'm going to tell you, doctors, they have, they have knowledge, but they are limited. When you get the great physician, it's not over till he says it's over. Amen. Y'all believe that? The healing. Go to John chapter 11, starting verse 1. This is lengthy. I'm going to jump around, but y'all will follow me. John chapter 11, verse 1, talking about the raising of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. Uh, this is the Mary who um, later poured the expensive perfume on Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Drop down to verse 11. Then, uh, then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now we'll go wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Now Jesus said that. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Now he's dead. So yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Verse 26, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him. So go to verse, uh, I told you I'm skipping. Go to verse 38. Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. It came the sto uh, a stone rolled across his entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell would be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you? Would you, you would see the gl God's glory if you believe. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up in heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I say it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shout out, shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. 
Now check this out. I think it was in a custom where it was a significant where they left them an extra day to let you know that it had to be God. The man was dead for four days. Now, in your mind, you may be dealing with something right now for about a week, and you may think it doesn't seem like I'm coming out of this. If Jesus can raise Lazarus, what you going through, he can raise your stuff too. If Jesus, y'all, listen, I don't care if the odds are stacked against you. When Jesus come into the room, everything changes. And I mean everything. But do you believe that? His will is to heal. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Now this blew my mind when, I, when, I, when, I, when I've read this. I read it several times. You don't have to know everything. The mic, okay. You don't have to know everything to walk in the things of God. Watch this right here. First Peter chapter one, verse eight. It says, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, talking about Jesus, and you rejoice with a glorious, expressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This, now check this out right here, verse 10. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied. See, they didn't even know everything. The prophets who prophesied about the Messiah didn't even know everything. They just, they was led by the Spirit. So what am I saying? You may not believe that that person can be healed, but if you believe that the God that's inside of you that can raise Lazarus, and when you pray and believe that you receive, that person can get healed. You, you, you gotta, that's in the scripture. It, said the, uh, it says they wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about. Even the prophets. So you don't have to know everything. Listen. I don't know everything, but I have to know it all inside of me. Y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. ain't catch that. I don't know everything, but I have to know it all inside of me. And you got to believe this. Wherever you make your bed, God is right there. But see, he wants to change the way we think. Romans 12, it talks about one and two. Don't be conformed to this world, but by the renewing of your mind, changing the way you think. Do you believe that you can touch yourself and be healed? What if you can't get to the pastor? What if you can't get to him? What if you call a pastor and he can't answer? Can you have the faith to touch yourself and believe that I am healed? Can you believe that? Oh, man. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. It says, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. Now, it didn't say Jesus can say. It says, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. It didn't say Jesus said. It says, you say. What's in your mouth? If you believe that when I say 
when I say this mountain, be thou removed. If you believe that and not doubt in your heart, according to scripture, I'm not talking about the human wisdom, according to scripture and the Holy Spirit that's inside of us that is in agreement with healing, it can be done according to your faith. It says, so it says, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. But let me tell you something about God. Even if you have doubt, the centurion said, help me with my unbelief. See, God, he's like triple A. He meets us right where we at. Y'all will get that later. You do not have to have it all together to come to Christ. When you come to Christ, he'll get you all together. I know they say Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. He didn't meet Jesus because I believe if Humpty Dumpty met Jesus, Humpty Dumpty could have been put back together again. Y'all get that later. Wow. Amen. Amen. So check this out. Go to chapter, uh, Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors and there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching Jesus, while he was preaching God's word, four men carried a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Now, I want to give you an illustration. Now, listen, I got a handheld mic, so y'all work with me. You ain't got to get it. I'm got it. So it says, I, I know I had a ladder the last time. There was a tree. Today is going to be a roof, so y'all work with me. So it said... <clears throat> It said that the, the, the four guys, four guys carried this man, carried this man. Now, it's amazing that them four guys probably was in agreement with that man that if we take him to Jesus, he going to be healed. You better be careful who your friends are when you're going through something. So it said that the man, they dug a hole. They dug a hole in the roof. And said that the, now listen, I know if a person was in this bag, we wouldn't be holding them like this, but this is for, I mean, y'all work with me. So it said that they dug a hole and said they, they saw Jesus preaching. And, and, and just imagine that the man was so desperate that he said, if I can just get to this man, I believe that I can be healed. It said that the men had the man in the mat. Now you're talking about desperation. It said that they lowered the mat down. Now imagine you in a building and you look up and you see something coming down through the roof. But let me tell you what these people did. They took the man to the word. 
Let me tell you something. When you're going through something, you got to get your situation to the word. It said they took the man. I'm not going to fall in the cold. You're looking kind of funny. It took the man to the word. And it said that the man was healed. Now, you may say, well, no, I, 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 don't, I don't really believe in that. If you are believing for healing, I don't care if you got to take a hammer and hit the roof. If you take a nail gun, they was determined that I got to get to my healing. This is why that you have to, when you're going through stuff, you got to have people that is for you. Now, I'm about to say something. Okay, I'm going to say it. I am a, hold on. I'm, a, I'm proofreading for our print. You got to be real careful who you allow in your wedding. Because everybody in your wedding may not be for you. There are people that may be in your wedding saying they're not going to make it. When you're going through something, I told you you shouldn't have never. So you better be careful when you're going through something, and you better be careful who's on your team. Hey, oh man, hey, hey. Uh, that, that's why I keep 11 friends, because one of them out of 12 might be Judas. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, that was, that was free. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Then he touched his eyes saying, according to your faith, be it to you. According to your faith. I want you to see that. According to your faith. What do you believe? Do you believe that if you are standing in agreement for healing, if you believe that and you get some of your people like-minded, that's believing with you, do you believe that you can be healed? You got to believe it. Go to Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescued those whose spirits are crushed. Oh my God. First Peter 2, 24. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, not we might be healed. We probably be healed. We, 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 we might be. He said, you are healed. You got to believe. Let me tell you something. I've seen people come to the altar who had several miscarriages. I've seen people who was believing for God, for kids, step and we came in agreement. They became with child. Now you're not gonna tell me that my God will not do what he said he gonna do. But it was according to their faith. Oh. James chapter five. James chapter five, verse 13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. 
and the Lord will make you well. If you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. It is God's will to heal. I heard Tony Evans say it like this. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so, simply because God said so. Let me say that again. Oh, my God. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so, simply because God said so. Oh, my God. Now, I'm about to close out. Now, I bought an empty medicine bottle, and some of y'all probably said, well, what's in that bottle? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm just joking. So, some of you know, um, I told you uh, that um, I was, what was it, about six years ago, seven, was uh, diagnosed depression, seven, something like that. And um, I went to the doctor. I kept crashing and burning. Y'all, some of y'all heard the story, but some of you didn't. And I went to the doctor, and I, I, I had depression, diagnosed with depression. And I was saved. At that time, I was the youth pastor. And, man, it, it rocked me because I'm like, man, I'm the youth pastor. I'm dealing with depression. I'm standing in faith, and I believe for healing. And I still believe that, but God put doctors here, too. So I went to the doctor. I got help. And every night, six years later, I still take my medicine, but I'm still healed in Jesus' name. Now, now you may say, you mean to tell me you, 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 going, you doing that and you still believe healing? Absolutely, because I'm taking this, but I'm eating this. <laughs> hey, hey y'all yeah, get that. I, I, I'm taking this, but I'm depending on this. I'm taking this naturally, but this is for spirit. I mean, so what am I saying? Hey, I'm still the same person. It doesn't make me feel crazy, not myself. So I would encourage you. And I'm not, listen, I'm not promoting medicine, but I'm just saying I, I just want people to, it's a taboo. People don't talk about this. You can be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and still need some help. And I'm going to tell you, I got me some help. And I'm better than I ever been. So I would encourage you, if y'all dealing with whatever you're dealing with, man, you know, God, I mean, we heal. God's will is to heal. And sometimes it may be you may have to go get some extra help. So, you know, I tell even now, I have Jesus and I have a therapist. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. But I'm healed. Let's pray. Well, Father, I thank you for this word tonight. Thank you for what you're doing. I just ask you, Father, just to continue to move, lead, and guide us. We thank you, God, that your will is to heal. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen.